I'm Anthony James. She's Amanda Arrigo. What up? This is our new podcast, If You Say So. Uh, and this is going to be a silly goose time. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, most people probably expect this, especially those who follow Amanda, to be rooted in health and fitness. It's not. Um, uh, we'll definitely <laughs> use health and fitness as a jumping off point and as an anchor. Uh, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to go all over the place with this one. And we actually... We recorded an episode last week of this that, that got a little squirrely. Um, and instead of releasing it, we thought it might be better just to interject some examples of the hard-hitting discussions we want to have on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so the first one we're going to put up it is something a little rooted in exercise. It's kind of us talking shop um, about some program design uh, issues or, or trends we see in strength and conditioning. Um, so you're going to give this a little listen. We'll just keep this short. And now within that undulating model, you just fit in whatever your goal is. So if your goal is fat loss, you just program accordingly to fat loss. So what's the response you want the body to have for fat loss as opposed to hypertrophy? Yeah. You stick with the same accumulation, intensification, accumulation, intensification, you just change the methods you're using. Whereas, you know, in fat loss, you might use a lot of German body composition training, mm -hmm. which you probably heard of. You do lower body followed by upper, body, upper body to yeah. get the blood moving. Mm -hmm. Posterior, anterior. Exactly. Yeah. Push, pull. You just, you, you constantly try to, it's called, it's called the peripheral heart action where you're trying to move the blood around the body as much as possible. Got it. Whereas in hypertrophy, for an accumulation, you might want to do something like triceps or even giant sets. Mm -hmm. If you want a client, if a client comes in, who's fairly in shape and wants to get big, they will, they will love you, but also hate you if you give them giant sets. Because that's a bit rooted in exercise and we just said, this isn't gonna be all about exercise. Yeah. I think we should put another sample in right here. And this one's gonna be another important discussion we had based on relationships. All right, Farting. so give this one a listen. So at what point, if ever, is it okay to toot in front of her oh man. Oh my God. At what point does that ruin? Wait, it ruins things for you? The, <laughs> the sexual climate of the relationship. If ever, I'm asking, I'm asking, do you? I absolutely fart in front of Anthony. I think it's unanimous <laughs> to say farts are always funny, especially when they're loud. If a fart makes noise, you're, if you don't laugh, I just feel like, no, not always, because some of them could sound like watery, and that's definitely not funny. Give our. I don't know, credentials, backgrounds, okay. whatnot. So who are you, Amanda? <laughs> uh, who am I? What a question. I just feel like um, I don't answer that too much. So I'm Amanda Arrigo, and I'm 27 years old, and I am a personal trainer and the owner of Apex Fitness. Um, literally defines all of me, literally defines everything that I do in my life. But... Um, I work with a wide variety of people, um, fat loss, strength gain, muscle gain, people who just want to do high intensity interval training. I do a lot of classes with that. Um, I touch base on nutrition also with my clients, but not my specialty by any means. Um, and that's kind of like what I do. How about you? Who are you, uh, who Anthony? Am I? Anthony James. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I started in the industry as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, I came more from the academic side of things, doing an undergrad in exercise physiology, uh, and now graduate studies in kinesiology. Um, I've kind of drifted from working with your general population, your 
athletes. Um, was lucky enough to work with some professional athletes, um, NBA, NHL, tennis, uh, things like that. Um, and over the past few years, I've started to drift more into the rehabilitation realm of things, really uh, focusing more on manual therapy, uh, hence the, the pursuit of a master's degree and furthering my education. Um, I work with a method of exercise known as LDOA. Uh, my branch of that is LDOA RX, so you can find information on that on uh, social media and uh, LDOARX.com, E-L-D-O-A-R-X. Um, LDOA is not a word, it's an acronym. Probably not going to talk that much about it on here because, like I said earlier, That's we're not trying to get too fitness-y. deep into the details, into yeah. the nitty-gritty. Um, so maybe at a later date, I'll, we'll, we'll bring someone on here who's... Uh, going to talk a little bit more in depth about the Aldoa since Sounds I have to good. talk about it on a daily basis. Yeah, right? I know. I don't want to talk too much about too many fit. I mean, if we're going to do a question and answer type situation, maybe at the end of each podcast, you know, if you have fitness related questions, um, we would happily love to answer them for you. It is what we do all day, but we don't want to talk about it necessarily with each other. Yeah, for sure. And I think <laughs> more so because we both have, I mean, cumulative, probably what, 15 15 years. Yeah. Got to be close to it. Yeah. If we combine our years together in the field. Um, you know, we've, we've made and, and make, or at least I'll speak for myself, continue to make a lot of mistakes. Um, but having had close to a decade uh, personally of experience in the field, I tend to see a lot of mistakes coaches make um, that are, we'll just say comical. Oh, yeah. For lack of a more descriptive uh, uh, word. And what I want to do is actually show you some of these videos I found of people doing some pretty ridiculous things. So I'm going to pull up this first video, and hopefully there's not um, a big intro to it. And let's see if we could find. Oh my god, I can't. For me. Are so, these like gym fails? Yes. yes. What are you so, doing? So this is a jerk off. That, jerk off that girl. That guy's great, but I want to <laughs> show you. Can see the screen, right? So hold on. This is our new quarantine life. Oh, my God. Six feet away, guys. If you're benching 315 pounds, I can't spot you. You want to describe what's going on? All right. Man's about to bench. Looks like 225. All right. Seems like he's starting to struggle a bit. Okay. There it is. Bar to neck. Oh, my God. Six feet away. <laughs> Taking out the tape measure. <laughs> okay so basically 225 pounds was dropped on this man's trachea and um somebody in the vicinity in the gym took his tape measure out and you know you have to stay six feet away and he was it was too 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 close he couldn't help him sorry man you're dying tonight so have you <laughs> <laughs> you own a facility so or, or better yet i know you know facilities technically aren't open or whatever but when you train one-on-one now how how are you adjusting with the social distancing when it comes to spotting spotting people on their lifts um well i just wear a mask the whole time because you know masks are effective right (laughs) masks work but no i am wearing a mask um for my one-on-ones it's not really what i want to do but it's for the comfort of my clients and you know what fuck it I'm going to spot you because this man is squatting. How many pounds is he just squatting? 400-something pounds, and he just died. Oh, oh, we can go back to that. He broke his spine in half. 
I didn't. I don't know if I saw this one. There it oh, is. Oh yeah, that's that's a fail. That was a gigantic fail. Well, let's go, and you could maybe describe this one. Hold on, let's see if this is it. Oh my God, what is Hold this? Hold on, it's gonna come up right now. <gasps> oh my, oh my. This one. What just happened? Wait, what just happened? What just happened? I'm so confused. Wait. He passes out after he finishes performing so the set. He, yeah, so he's is uh, this is called a vasovagal event. Okay. You see this a lot with powerlifters. If you can't manage your breath correctly throughout a lift and you're trying to do a really heavy lift like a deadlift like this guy's doing, when you get to the top of the lift and relax, you have a, uh, a spike in your blood pressure as you're lifting, and then if you don't manage your breath, breath you have a sudden drop, a spike down in blood pressure. Wait, so I feel like this happens to me all the time. The, your blood pressure drops, and your body has no other choice but to pass out. So you'll see this a lot in gym. <laughs> Wait, fail. but this happens to me, and I literally need to sit on the floor, elevate my feet, and just breathe and through it because yeah. I just feel like I'm going to die and pass out. Now, part of, part of that could be... You know, especially if you're doing more of like a hit style training, you might just be gassed. No, no, no. This but is after a heavy lift. But if you're doing like a heavy lift, yeah, uh -huh. you probably need to work on how to manage your breath throughout the lift from the start to the lift and then to the finish to manage the breath the entire time. Right? So we huh. see the, the, it's commonly called the Valsalva maneuver where we yeah. take a big breath in and we brace no, behind no. that breath and we no. hold the breath and we squeeze tight the whole time, which is, it's good. It's okay to oh, do. Oh, it is? But you have to manage the exhale. Otherwise, if you just... Ugh, breathe out really hard. Your blood pressure whoop, drops very quickly, and then you get that that vagal. I'm trying vagal. to think. I just feel like I feel like mine's pretty steady. It's like a. <laughs> it probably just sounded like I was taking a shit but through the gets, mic. He gets the lift. <laughs> like if you watch it, look. He like he's up. He gets the lift. He puts. He it got down, it. He was just, great. Uh -oh. He was good to go. Uh oh. Holy <laughs> shit! Six feet, woman. Oh. Six feet apart. Oh. So yeah, that that's something we see a lot, and like you said, that you get a little dizzy lifting. That's something yeah, to be, for sure. Be aware. I I knew it was blood pressure related, but I didn't know what the you know technological terms for yeah, it were. Yeah, it's a vasovagal. Um, huh. It's it's uh, not a good thing when it happens. This is another one that I see that absolutely drives me crazy, especially in commercial gyms. Um, you've done box jumps. You've seen people do box jumps. Yeah. Here's what I think people don't realize. <clears throat> The lower the object you're jumping on, the harder the exercise, right? So what I mean by that is it's your ability to land and to absorb the force when you land. Okay. Right? So if I have a six-inch box and I jump, then I have to come all the way down to that six-inch elevation. You need to land softly. You need to land, but you're landing with more force. You need to control that force. If you land on a 12-inch box, you went down less. Yeah. Or you had less yeah, yeah, it makes sense. distance to travel, so mm -hmm. it's less force. One of the common mistakes is people like to jump on really high boxes. And it's one of my favorite things to watch people mess up on. Same. And they go flying forward and break their teeth. Here we go. Yeah. Well, first of all, this is pause, pause, pause. This is the first rookie mistake at a gym. Ready? We're going to just visualize this right now. The steppers, you know, the steppers in the aerobic classes, the ones that you can stack. Okay. They're not sturdy if you're jumping on them when there's 20 of them stacked together. So this man, go ahead. You can click play. And there he goes, wipes out. Because, like, what are you doing? Why oh, yeah. did you put that against the wall at least? Well, you should also mention, it's not exactly a lean individual. Not even it's a, a little. It's a pretty thick gentleman. 
super thick, not agile at all whatsoever. <laughs> the way the box, a little gr- the way, he was kind of graceful getting up though after that wipeout. I just like the way the boxes fall backwards. He just kind of flaps his arms. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's going. He's flying forward. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely one of the ones you see in a Great gym. Great gym fail. It's, it's it's not as much trainers doing it. It's more people in a gym. Like they saw this video on Instagram. I'm gonna go do that exercise. Yeah. 20 steppers let's get it and they go into the gym and they, even if they do have plyo boxes they stack them up where they have to do like a big knee tuck mm-hmm. to get their knee to their chest that's not the purpose of the, the box the jump. exercise yeah. the purpose is to see i'm guilty of it though it's like an ego thing well it can, it can be that <laughs> but it also like if you are working a are working that specific plyo to do a tuck jump where you yeah. bring the knees to the, okay that then yes yeah but most people aren't looking for that they're looking to work on that, what you call that triple extension, or that ability to pop the hips, the knees, and the ankles all pointing to the floor mm-hmm. to jump high. I don't care how high you can get onto a box, yeah. right? Because you could not jump very high, but tuck your knees to your chest. Are you landing gracefully? Are you landing under control? Exactly. Like, are you flailing your arms around? And that's definitely one of the most common things that I like to laugh at when I see it in the gym. <laughs> what else we got? All right, let me pull up this next one. Oh, glute ham raise, yes. Okay, this oh, is we one gotta of my go. favorites. Yeah. This is, this is good. <laughs> I can't with this one. When you miss, when, oh yeah. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch broke her neck. She snapped her neck. <laughs> Describe what happened. Okay, glute ham raise. Oh, another one. Oh my God, holy shit. Hold on, let's do the glute ham raise. Okay, okay, glute ham raise, typical, seen this a million times. Explain the glute ham raise machine. Like, if no no one's ever seen this machine. Okay, so you're basically climbing into this. It's not exactly easy to get into, so you need to climb in. There's two, like, rolly pads. You need to um, secure your ankles and feet underneath them, and then your hips. There's two pads that your hips are supported by. You're laying completely flat over it. Um, you usually do like you can do a back extension on here, uh, whatever. It's it's for your glutes, your hamstrings um, to develop them. Anyway, if you do not secure your feet properly between the two pads, right? Because your feet are supposed to go under, between your lying belly down, yeah, and your your feet would be pushed back. Again, if you're lying belly down parallel to the floor, your feet are back against the metal plate, and then on top of your calves. Because again, the back of your body's facing the ceiling. Is a pad. There's two roller pads that should hold you in because your feet are going to want to lift up towards the ceiling. Yeah. Because the top half of your body doesn't have support. It's going to fold down at the hips like a uh, an upside down L, yep. if you will, and then you need to come back up. So those two pads are crucial for this exercise to and be done. And people don't secure their feet in them, put them on top of the pads, and boop, <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> Just completely releases. Oh man, we can just keep oh, going. Wait, let's back up. Where to was the one that before. barbell one? That one was this nasty. One. I think was it this one? Yeah. This is a bitch. This bitch is a fucking <laughs> idiot. She tries to do a bunny hop over a barbell. Okay, toes get caught on the barbell. She goes flying. Let it fl- let it play. What's the re- what's the remainder here? Oh, she does a somersault, tumble salt, whatever you want to call that thing. She basically does a front flip. She's just supposed to do a jump, a hop, a burpee oh, over oh, a barbell. Oh, my God. And the barbell rolls over her forehead, and she sits up and slams her forehead against oh, the barbell. She's definitely concussed. Oh, my God. Oh. How does that even happen? 
Uh, that happens when you make someone do burpees over a barbell under fatigue. Um, Very common. <clears throat> CrossFit. Um, not that I'm against CrossFit. Me neither. I like some of their moves. Some I'm not a them. huge. I'm not a huge barbeller. That's actually a good segue. Speaking of CrossFit, how about this one? This is the last one. <laughs> are these kipping kips? This is. This makes no sense to me. Kipping pull-ups. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. See, I don't just I don't laugh at this. Oh, I do. You know, I don't laugh at this one. I do. <laughs> okay, the only part I'm laughing at is that he nails his shins against the barbell. Because I don't know if anyone has ever nailed their shins against goddamn anything, but it kills. It kills. Oh. He's gonna have seventeen so, bruises on his shins. So what what's a kipping pull up? For people who don't know what a kipping pull-up is. Okay, so you're going to oh, hang on to a bar on top, like a rig, a squat rack, whatever. You're going to hang on to the pull-up bar, right? And you're going to continue to flail your to body around like a, dead fish. like a dead fish until your chin magically comes above the bar. You're using absolutely no controlled muscles in this <laughs> at all whatsoever. And um, if you don't have chalked hands, you're going to slip and fall like this guy does. I think he does. I Snap just his neck. Fatigue. Slam his shins. Yeah, well, and fatigue. he basically sucks his own dick. Basically, his body yeah. Falls in his dick was certainly in his mouth at the bottom. Where when he lands, I'm surprised he didn't well, bite it. Honestly, he is 100% upside down. The, luckily, he did. This is why it's funny. He doesn't land on his head. No. He does hit his head on the floor, but he doesn't land head first. He lands on his back, so he just has the wind knocked out of him. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh, I can't watch it. Uh, I, I can watch this all day. No, I can't watch the end. I'm telling you, it's the, the shin, the, the shin slam. Yo, wait, wait for. Oh, oh, that part kills me. I feel it in my shins right now. Balls are in I his feel mouth. It. Balls in his mouth. <laughs> bruised shins. Someone's gonna question if he even went to the gym after this. Better not go home to his wife. Yeah, it's gonna look like he was just trying to learn Muay Thai, Suck kickboxing, a dick. or something. Um, yeah, that's probably the. I, I mean, I'm not gonna shit on CrossFit. I think it does great we to can. get people involved in the gym, but if when it comes to kipping pull-ups, there there's zero reason to ever do them. There's, it's it's the dumbest exercise. When I know he's under a lot of heat or has been during quarantine, but when the guy who founded CrossFit, Greg Glassman, came out and said if there was one thing he could change about it, it would be to remove the kipping pull-up. Clearly, you should probably rethink your program yeah. and get this stupid movement out of there. There's no it's it's. There's, it's horrible for your shoulders. It's not. It's not a good movement for your shoulders. Just, all you're doing is creating you're, calluses. You're not good at doing a pull up if you could do kipping pull ups. No. It's not a pull up. There's like, no. There's all, no you, muscles engaged it, except it, for your fingers. The only excuse I've ever heard or like reasoning behind it, I had some thought behind it, was um, <clears throat> similar to when you do like an Olympic lift or a plyometric. You're trying to see can you stabilize the core, the abdominal, you know, what you whatever you want to define the core as in order to transfer force from the lower body to the upper body, right? So if you think of like a clean, a barbell clean mm -hmm. from the Olympic lift, that's what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. It should be effortless yeah. through the upper body. You're using all your lower body to transfer the load from the floor to your upper body. So it's just the reverse here. It's it's being able to transfer load, but now your arms are the fixed point okay. right, on the barbell. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's so stupid. It, <laughs> it looks stupid too. You look like an idiot doing it. CrossFit, fix your shit. So those are all the videos I had for you to watch. 
So what's your overall take on? My overall take is that everybody needs um, a lesson in lifting. And honestly, you know what? This might sound like I'm trying to sell myself right now or sell personal training services at all. But to be quite honest, I look back at when I, before I was a personal trainer and I was just getting into the gym, I fucking knew nothing. We watched, ready, you want me to pull up my deadlift video? Oh, yeah. Okay, five years ago, 2015. All right, you, like you My personal deadlift video from 2015. Let's scroll back and get this bad boy here. Um, I think I was about like two days out from my bikini competition. I was competing in MPC. So we should already say that two days out, you're probably already depleted. Oh, I have nothing fucking on my body. Which for those of you who don't know, when you're cutting weight, for a physique competition, like a bikini competition or any type of bodybuilding <clears throat> competition, you are not strong nope. at that point. When you're cutting the weight, you're depleting yourself of everything you can to look the best you can for that competition. So uh, your looks, I'll put looks in quotes because we, we've talked about You look about like this. a skeleton. You don't look great no. in the context of health. You just look great for the competition, yeah. what you're trying to do. Yeah. Right? Competition and health totally usually don't, don't go together. align. No. Um, so your strength plummets. Your performance Horribly. plummets. If your strength's so, going up so, during so, prep, something's wrong. So two days out? No, no, no. I'll read you the caption. I thought it was two. It's six. It says, okay. I was so naive. God. This is the caption. They say you can't get lean and get stronger. But here I am, five foot, 106 pounds, six days out, and not a carb in my system, finally setting my long-awaited 225 deadlift PR. You this got wasn't. It. You got it. You I got, got it. I did. I locked it out. But let me just let you pretty, know. I, I, my spine might have broken. My spine might have broken. That might be my where your hernia neck. came from. No, I know where my hernia came from. <laughs> no, oh God, it could have been. But no, I, if I don't remember where my hernia came from so vividly, I would think it was this because this is horrendous. My back is so rounded. My eyeballs are like looking up at the ceiling. My neck looks like it's at a complete. 90 degree angle it just whatever honestly i'm ashamed of myself are you gonna post that video we're not posting shit <laughs> i'm embarrassed you no one can see this i should honestly archive it because i'm ashamed it's on my page but anyway it's a learning reversing, experience reversing back to where we're, we're going with this um what i think all this all these videos means is that even experienced quote-unquote experienced lifters um could use a lesson or two with certain things, you know? 100%. It, it might not even be, like, I don't need to sit here and rewind form a 1,000% for you, but a quick tweak here and there could prevent an, a lifelong worth of injuries. Yeah, or just, just your performance. Yeah, <clears throat> like for if sure. You're, if you're having trouble, whether it's at a certain range of motion in a lift, you get a sticking point, or it's just getting over a, a plateau for numbers, um, you know, or if it's physique, because I know you have more experience in that mm-hmm. than I do with working with people. Um, or personally getting there, it, just having someone else, an outside eye to look at you, not catching everything if you look at yourself in a mirror or yeah. look at yourself on a video camera. <clears throat> These things help for sure. And that's what the mirror is there for, mm-hmm. right? To give you feedback of what you're doing. Um, but to have someone, have a second pair of eyes behind you to the side of you, having you try and really use the gym as a lab and experiment. Do you know how many people I have, how many clients will come to me and even if it's like for my for example, my first session with people is always complimentary and it's very form based, whether it be an upper body, lower body, whatever it is, but we're strictly going over compound form. And I can sit there and 
physically see so many imbalances and misalignments in someone's body and stop I'll stop them I'll be like listen we're not gonna I know that you feel that you can put more weight on this bar right now or I know that you feel you can press more weight right now but we're not gonna do it because your hips are all fucked up your shoulders are all crooked your neck's pushed forward I don't like there's a million different things like your feet are flat whatever why are we going to continue building upon these imbalances? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go over the form with you with minimal weight, and then I'm going to advise you to go see Anthony. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah, and, and remember that you don't have to be you don't have to be perfect. You right? don't. Everyone that, has that's imbalances. a big mistake I made. Yeah. As a as a young trainer was like I was like a movement Nazi. Um, where like your posture has to be perfect. Which first of all, and again the the old DOA specifically is, you know that I work with is geared towards posture, <clears throat> but posture is not a static thing. Right, it, it should be constantly adjusting. Right, mm -hmm. you just adopt the best posture for the given task at that sure. moment. Right. Yep. Um, so if you think in the context of working at a desk, for example, your body is very efficient. You slunch your, your or slouch your shoulders on purpose. That that's not a quote unquote a bad thing. No. Because <clears throat> it's an easier position to hold while you're sitting at a desk working. Now, how often do you do that, and do you do anything to correct that or yeah. to balance it out? That's where you start to come into play, but. You know, sitting right now, I'm not putting on a perfect posture. I'm a little oh my God, I'm horrible sideways. Right now. <clears throat> it's just doing things to offset that as much as you can throughout the day. And lifting is no different. You're not going to have a perfect posture lifting like we just saw your video of deadlifting. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about it before when you showed me. There are many power lifters who find it very advantageous to round their back as long as they know how to brace their body to get a better lift. There's right? no fucking way I knew how to brace my body back then, though. That was <laughs> <laughs> or even take it in the context that of professional strange. sports, like, or, or I, I shouldn't say that because powerlifting is a, absolutely a professional sport, um, but your more mainstream sports, take it like the NFL. Is your NFL lineman, when he's set up in his three-point stance, perfectly straight spine, absolutely like he's going to do a deadlift? No, yeah. especially not at the end of the game when they're under fatigue or they're yeah. overtime. No. They're a professional athlete, which means they have a phenomenal ability to compensate and work under compromised yeah. positions, right? And that's something you have to keep in mind. Granted, most of us aren't training professional athletes. No. But even in the general public, we would have people, there's a great video online. <clears throat> I wish I could find it right now quick. Um, where there's a, a fitness coach demonstrating what a lot of trainers would would have their clients do in real life. It was up to them. When they go to like pick down a shopping bag, it's like perfect deadlift form straight back. They, oh, I've seen they it before. It yeah, or yeah, to pick yeah. up their baby, they do a perfect squat. And like to put a can away, they do like There's a, a, a guy on snatch. Instagram. Oh God, I don't know what that, his name that's is. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's got a beard? Yes, 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 he's hilarious. He'll like bend down to take the cookies out of the oven and hinge at the hips. And it's it's actually hilarious. And that's not real life. Your no. spine's meant to be, it's yeah. meant to have two things. It's meant to be very mobile and fluid and God, What's his name? It's going to piss me off. And stable. So you want to be able to do both. Yeah. Um, but I, all right, so that's, that's enough geeking out on fitness. Um, For sure. How have you, not, not to get, we don't want to talk a lot about COVID and quarantine because that's all anybody hears. We can, we don't, we don't want to go crazy, but two things I, I want to know from, just for me, because we haven't talked about this. One, what is right now in New York, <clears throat> given the state of gyms, that maybe you want to explain, first of all, what is going on with gyms currently, um, with the impending lawsuit with the governor, when's that happening, Every, everything. So just give me, me a fill-in. Today, August 11th, we are five days away from being shut down, um, I think five months, one, one two, three, four. Five. Yeah, we are 
five days away from officially being shut for five months. The the gym specifically. Yes, gyms and restaurants, but obviously restaurants were allowed to reopen under um, a reduced capacity. So here we are almost five months later, still shut indefinitely, no answers, no guidelines to even start trying to prepare to reopen. Um, there was a class action lawsuit filed by all um, small, I believe it's just small boutique uh, gyms in New York. And when I say boutique gyms, I'm not just saying gyms like karate studios are in there, yoga studios, personal training studios, um, hit hit boot camp studios, you name it, it's are there in Pilates there. studios as well. Yeah, yeah, like any kind of fitness, jujitsu, like any kind of like health and fitness type situation that goes on in a smaller capacity um, building is in this lawsuit. Like, for example, LA Fitness is Planet Fitnesses. I don't quote me on this, but I don't believe they are a part of this class action lawsuit. It is strictly for small businesses. Um, anyway, we filed this lawsuit. I'm not 100% sure on the exact date that we did, but I want to say that it was almost a month ago. And the 13th, I believe, yeah, in two days, um, Governor Cuomo is, he needs to announce the science behind the reasoning he's keeping us shut. What was the initial reasoning? Well, but I, let me rephrase that. The initial reason is obviously <laughs> COVID. COVID. The, what was the reasoning <laughs> when he moved the date? Because weren't gyms supposed to open on phase two or so three? So phase four. A phase four originally, right? Phase four, right? he okay. removed us out, and his uh, excuse as to why he's removing us out was the filtration systems in the HVAC unit. So, so for the air conditioning? For the air conditioning. Um, he wanted to have us have specific filters in the units, uh, like a UV light or something like that, that kills off all bacteria uh, before it enters and circulates back through into the facility. So, So did he also require every single place that's open with air conditioning to have that absolutely not that's why it doesn't make any fucking sense so we're sitting here again still no exact like what's the name of this filter is there is there a medical grade filter we need like you just gave us a broad oh yeah you know i i'm i'm not gonna open because i think that we should use these filters you think or you know and what's the filter's name can we get a head start on this because like any other thing that happened in this pandemic we should know ahead of time because once it's released, there's going to be a, a price gouge, gauge, whatever they call a price gouge, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be a price gouge, and there's going to be a tremendous amount of volume of people trying to get their hands on the same item, aka toilet paper, Lysol wipes, Lysol spray, hand sanitizer. So now there's all of these gyms, and I'm sure movie, movie theaters are also involved in this, and malls, but I know he did open up malls at a um, reduced capacity and limited hours but no guidelines again no exact name of anything no exact um any any kind nothing no you we're gonna be open when you when you guys open you're gonna open up at 25 percent capacity he didn't even say something like that there's literally no direction for us right now so august 13th is the day that he needs to uh, announce the reasoning that he is keeping us closed what is your scientific reason for keeping us closed? And if once he presents that to the U.S. attorney, we have our hearing with the U.S. attorney on August 20th to present our case. Um, I do believe we filed for two different things, one being we want to be able to open fairly, just as every other business has been able to, at a reduced capacity with specific CDC guidelines 
fine. That's one thing. Second thing is, okay, the stimulus, the $600 stimulus has now run out. We have, we are all still out of business. Um, if any gyms at all were granted any of the SBA loans that um, the government gave to us uh, with very low interest rates, or even some of them were considered grants, that's all run out. I know for myself personally, um, I did get a small loan. I do have to pay it back over the course of 30 years, but we're going on month five, and that was literally only able to float me for three months. So now here I am, two months in, dipping into my own personal savings account to keep my business afloat. Um, and I know a lot of gyms, including myself, are doing what they can, outdoor classes and whatnot, to just kind of bring in some kind of income. But again, it's not, we're not running it at full capacity. Everything's at limited capacity. So it's just kind of, it's a sad time right now. That's it. It's just a sad, um, I feel a little like useless and um, helpless. And we don't want to see our dreams go to waste. You know, I've only been doing, I've only been in business for, you know, a little under two years. But there's been people that have folded their businesses now because, and they've been in business for 30 something years. And when there's a, there's a Facebook group with all of the owners that are part of the class action lawsuit. And every single day you see a post and they're going, Today was a sad day. I had to close the the business, the doors of my MMA studio that I've owned for forty plus years. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Like it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's actually heartbreaking that we have no guidance right now. We don't even know. Like if for for example, for me, I have no. I'm I'm luckily in a financial situation where I can keep dipping into my own savings account to keep my business afloat. But there's other people out there that have families and houses with multiple kids that they have to pay for all these things and if they just had maybe an idea hey you know you guys are probably gonna be closed for another month they could financially plan to take a little bit more of their personal income and put it into the business to float themselves for that much longer but because it's so unknown people are just closing their doors they don't know how many how much more debt they can accumulate could this go into 2021 because if it does there's no way there's there's no way we're climbing out of this hole right no way and then on top of it all, they want to go and find, um, if they find that you're open, they want to come and find you $10,000 for every person that's in the facility that's not the owner. Okay, you can't get blood from a stone. So exactly. where's that $10,000 coming from? Because I can't fucking open <clears throat> and I can't bring in any money. So you're not going to get your fucking $10,000. So get off my dick. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. There's no other way. Obviously, you can see I'm very aggravated here. Now, are you going? <laughs> are you, will you be in person attending the hearing? I will not. Okay. Um, I don't really know if we can. That really wasn't released to us, honestly. Okay. Yet. If, if it was, I'm, I'm not aware of it. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I, I don't own a facility, so yeah. I, I've loosely followed the guidelines more because I you know, work with you. I work yeah. with a lot of people who own facilities, and that's really how I've just been kind of through the grapevine. There's line. literally, like, nothing. So I've just kind of been basing mine off of because I also work in a restaurant yeah. on the weekends. I've just kind of been basing my preparation for opening based off of a restaurant. So um, the manager at the restaurant needs to take the temperature of every employee <clears throat> when they walk in, okay. write it down. There's a list where you need to initial um, every hour or every two hours, I believe, um, that you are going over and cleaning like every door handle, faucets, like things that people are constantly touching when they're walking in and out of a restaurant. Um, so I went out, I bought for the gym, I bought one of those temperature guns, you shoot mm-hmm. the person's forehead. If that's a thing, I might have to take every member's temperature before they enter my facility. 
okay, it's a pain in the ass, but whatever, I have it just in case it's part of the guideline. I also yeah. save the receipt just in case it's not because that thing's fucking expensive. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, I'm stocked with sanitary stuff and um, I'm going to be rearranging the inside of my facility a bit uh, once we do get a specific date to open so that I can space people out six mm-hmm. feet apart. Everything's going to be probably at a reduced capacity. Sure. I planned on um, being at a 50% capacity. So hopefully we get at least that. But that's all we can do right now. Yeah. Just kind of. And right now, I mean, I think a lot of people, like, I, for instance, I know, um, you know, my, my first real mentor and, and, and employer in this field, uh, their, his facility, they had to close. He, had, he was having issues with the landlord. The landlord was still trying <sighs> to charge him during all this. So they closed. And he's been in business for, um, you know, in his own facility for, God, it's got to be 15 years now. And before that, it was through a different gym where they had space. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a 20, 25-year-old business. And they're, you know, he, he doesn't want to spend the money to start renting a new place because why do that investment when you, he has no certainty whether or not he can these even are gonna, use it. And these people are going to come back. And, well, that's the other thing. Now, not only that, the members he's going to have she's having trouble with because they work predominantly with athletes in the off season Mm -hmm. uh but once the athletes go back to school usually would be about september and you rely really a lot on your general public yeah right the general public is like what am i paying the membership for we don't have a gym now you know like we don't maybe doing an out an outdoor course like that or there's no sports the other thing is they rely heavily on high school athletes yeah well now there's no one knows are there going to be high school sports so most of those athletes whether they're good or not doesn't matter. Most of them are not that level of elite com- competition where their parents are going willing to spend four hundred dollars or more a month to keep sending the training for something they don't know if they will be able to yeah. participate in. Now, I have if they were seen, smart, they would though because there's well, probably going to be a gap in the professional sports somewhere because college sports are being canceled already for the fall season. So now all of these college athletes who are on scholarship that you know this is their this is their in their plan they they want to get drafted to mm-hmm. whatever professional sport that they're looking to get drafted into and if that's not happening there's going to be i feel like there's going to be a gap yeah. if there's no college sports for scouts to come and look at these players play what there's going to be no drafting anybody there's going to be nobody to draft so honestly i think these parents that are not keeping their kids in it are stupid right well well the there's a i think there's a a gap that need or not, not a gap but there's a, a certain level of skill where a parent has to recognize okay my kid does have a, a legitimate shot <laughs> yeah, of absolutely maybe not whether or not they're going to get a scholarship they could there's there's plenty of division one athletes that are phenomenal athletes but the percentage of those who are actually going to go on to get drafted and then the percentage of those who get drafted actually go on to play like take the nba for example oh, yeah you got 12 guys on the team those 12 guys are they, they, their careers last pretty long, mm-hmm. right? So if you're not a first-round draft pick, you're, you're probably gonna never going to play in the NBA. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a bad basketball If you get drafted in the second round of the NBA draft, you're, you're a good, fucking amazing yeah. basketball player. But you're not going to be that star power playing, on the team. Probably not. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it's not like football where your career is longer and there's more players in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but even in, in that, again, think of the amount of football players there are, the amount who actually make it past the the draft or get drafted into the combine or or rather through the combines into training camp through the preseason don't get put on the practice squad or second string actually make it to first string where you're making money to essentially 
because that's the point here. Get trying to make hit money. in the head like that. I, I football is a great Ugh. sport. I love working with the athletes. They're phenomenal. But at the end of the day, their job is to experience some sort of brain damage every single week. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how much brain damage that and, and is done. Just, Did you watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix? N- n- no, I didn't. I know that goes deep into his. Yeah, besi- but besides the fact that he was a criminal or whatever, I didn't realize, like, toward the end, they really get into the, they look at his brain. Well, he had some of the worst CT ever. Yes, I didn't even realize, though, that that was even a thing in yeah. this sport, as bad as it and was and as common as it is. It's not just regulated to the NFL. The NHL has issues with that. They're, they're open about it, especially the fighters. Obviously, combat sports, boxing, MMA, UFC, everything like that. Um, NASCAR. Hmm. People don't realize auto oh, auto racing. The the Not just the accidents, but the, the G-forces that they're experiencing. Incredible. Um, then, obviously, if they do crash, that's even, even worse. Oh, my God. Uh, a big one people don't recognize, they overlook, soccer. Every time you hit the ball on your head, okay, that little micro trauma that adds up, right? I Not bet. to mention they occasionally, or more than occasionally, headbutt each other when they're both, you know, two opposing players are going yeah, up for yeah, a yeah. header. So that's just a, a, a sort of a, uh, a part of the sport. Like no matter what, it, it, you're going to get injured, mm-hmm. right? Like that—that's something I used to tell all the athletes I worked with. Like I don't like the term injury prevention for training. I think it's a bullshit term. You're never going to prevent an injury. If you're no, an athlete, gonna... that's an occupational hazard. Except the fact that you will get injured. Yep. There is, go go ask any college athlete. Don't even go professional. Anyone who's ever played college sports, have you had an injury? Every one of them. Hundred percent yes. yes. Yeah. Hundred percent yes. Every time. It or might not be severe, injury. but there's something. You're gonna get injured. Yeah. That's why I don't like the term injury prevention. It's just it's it's a misnomer. Yeah. We could For sure. reduce your risk of injuries, but once you're on that field or court or, or ring or whatever you're playing it's completely unpredictable we don't know yeah. what's going to happen right could, we could do all this knee stability exercises you want um or proprioception if you're a soccer player and someone comes and slides and kicks you in the knee when your knees like you're you're tearing you're going to get hurt yeah like, all the the quote-unquote injury prevention training is not going to help you so um I don't know how we, I don't even remember how we got on this rabbit hole. Um, um, we were talking about COVID and, and athletes stopping, right? A- athletes ag- stopping yeah, training. athletes stopping um, training. So that's just another thing to tie it back into the, the gyms being closed is what is the landscape going to look like when they reopen? Obviously, the, the transition now, a lot of trainers have made, most have been to do stuff online, um, you know, online classes, online coaching, uh, whatever it is they do. I know yoga studios have done that yeah. as well. Um, for me, myself, little, where I really stuff. work with more involved cases where people are injured or coming off an injury, and we're really trying to work sort of that post-rehabilitation care, um, that stuff can't really be done online. No. Like, I ha- that has to be done. Now, granted, that's not in a class. It's one-on-one. So in my eyes, like, if, if I can go to my barber and get a haircut, if I can go get a tattoo right now, like, why, are, why can't I work one-on-one with this? Like, physical yep. therapist can work one-on-one with their client, but I can't. It doesn't make sense. It, it's just, it's, and oh, if it, you know, PT is, it, it's it's essential. It's probably, okay, well, I, yeah, I don't have doctor in there's front of my name. There's something underlining, but I, there's some underlining thing going on that we don't know about, but. Yeah. I mean, shit will hit the fan and when it's going to hit the fan. I'm too dumb to speculate. Same. I don't pay attention to politics. Me neither. Um, pretty much at all, so. I think I'll, we'll get off this subject. Yeah. Here's what's cheered me up during COVID the most. Recently, I've gotten obsessed with love on the spectrum. Have you seen it? Yes. It oh, my God. It is 
God. So goddamn good. Okay. Like, okay. We need to just <laughs> rewind right now. There. I love when they sit there. Okay. Well, let's explain to people what this is. Okay. Love on the Spectrum. It's a new Netflix series. I think it's a series, right? Or a limited Yeah, it's series. limited. It's only like, what, it's like six episodes? Something maybe? like that. All about um, autistic or um, individuals on the spectrum. And they've either not dated at all or even attempted to date don't know where to start whatever but they all have or some of them are in relationships like healthy awesome relationships and you just see the different dynamic in um a person that's on the spectrum and a person who's who's not you can relate it to yourself as you watch it but what i love is when they are interviewing the individual who has not even attempted to date yet and they go what is your your, what's your definition of love? What's your what's your ideal um, girlfriend, boyfriend? Like, what would you look in look for in someone? And they're all so simple. They're all my my favorite is smiling. Michael. Michael's my favorite. He's Wait, the one which where, one's Michael? <laughs> oh my he's, god! Is he describe the, his, He's like I would describe my brother as a as a perfectly he's, he's marbled right. slice of meat handed down from God, and I would describe myself as two scoops of dog shit. I like. He's, so, I he's so sweet. He's he is a when, hardcore when, fucking romantic. When he that talks man. about he's like, obviously I would like my wife to be beautiful, but not too beautiful. Kind of on the you know 50-50 side of the look spec. Like it's just so honest. There's so, no bullshit. So honest and so but so simple. Also what yeah. they look for. Like you listen. To, they'll so they film their dates when they go out on dates. They they set them up with uh, like I guess a coach, like a dating coach type person that helps them with basic communication skills. So it's not so fucking awkward when they're mm-hmm. sitting across the table from a complete stranger, and their questions are so a straightforward. B, like, I feel like I'm being interrogated, but C, so simple. Yep. And, like, they're ba- they're basically just looking for common interests with someone. It's, it's dating, like, if I, uh, in ways I'm almost envious. Like, had I, it, when I was single, if I would have been that way, not not so, like. You would have scared people, Anthony. Assertive. But the <laughs> fact that just, like, do you like this? Do you want this? Do you that? I don't think it's gonna work, and they right? just leave. Like, there's no bullshit. It's but if you do that, like, <laughs> there are people that are not on the spectrum that do that. Yeah, and to it's a like degree. to a degree. But like, there's people that you'll go out. Well, I never did, but I hear stories. My a lot of my friends are single, and they'll go out and be like, "Yeah, he asked me about like if I ever wanted to get married and have kids and shit." And I'm like, "Okay, what'd you say?" She's like, "I didn't even answer." Or like, "That's too soon for me." I'm like, "Well, you need to fucking know, like." He wants to know, do you want to have kids? If you don't want to have kids and he wants to have kids, why the fuck are you here? Yeah. But right? usually those conversations will happen. Like, they'll play out. And it's really just like a bullshit, like, half-assed conversation. And then the date will end. And be like, yeah. it was great to do. And I'll see you again and call me. In the... And then either you yeah. never touch base or you someone reaches out and the other person never answers. Or, or if you're lucky, because, I like, that would honestly be my favorite. It sounds weird, but... If I went out with someone and I, I had a good time and I was like, hey, do you want to go out again? And then she, she, this happened like twice maybe where she would be like, I got to be honest. I didn't really feel a connection. I don't want to go out again. That was, it was great. That's the best. Because I don't have to worry. I am, like, I, when I was single, thinking. I was that person because I've been on the other end of it. Yeah. You're like, what and the you're fuck? just, it's a fucking guessing game. Yeah. You're like, do I got to wait a couple days to text them? Like, are they going to text me? I wonder if they had a good time. And you just sit there and I'm an overthinker. So I would make it like 
10 times worse than it probably actually was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like why the fuck not be straightforward? And these people on this show are so straightforward that it's like admirable. It's great. I would love to be that way. And my like my favorite thing, because like you probably watch, like watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. No, and like never once. It's so produced, right? It's just like- It's like acting. They, they, they edit it and cut it up where like they make confrontation that's not even real. Mm -hmm. And this is, it's not over. It's, it's almost raw. like an independent- uh, uh, series yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just they interview the individuals with autism maybe they'll interview the family members also or with them yes and then they just you're on, they're on the date they have like one or two cameras you're watching the date happen if they feel awkward you literally you hear the cameraman yeah. like, if there's an awkward silence the cameraman will like interject and be like do you need a break mm -hmm. do you need do you want to do you want it to take a step away from the table because there are moments where it's just like the awkward background music playing because there's nothing being said and they're just sitting there staring out the window at this date and they're like, yeah, well, like we had our, we asked our, each other our four questions and we have nothing in common. So let's just move on now. Yeah. <laughs> they just sit there and they don't know how to end it. So they just sit there in silence and that's when the, the director just kind of goes, okay, you're good. All right. It's time to leave now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I love it though. I love it. And it's cool because you have the completely, like there's, um, they're, they're all, I mean, it's called a spectrum for a reason, but you, you see it in the show where they're like, some oh, of them are like cracking sure. jokes. And I'm like, I don't even like, you just seem a little weird, but like, yes, you like, just look like, you just like, seem like a weird I'm person. weird. Like we all have our weird quirks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like they, they get sarcasm that like, it's all. And then there's on the other, like the one kid who, you know, he gets really anxious and really nervous. The member they there's got mad that he proposed, he like sang the girl, the song. The oh kid my with God. the Rubik's yes, cubes. Yes, but you, like, he has he all has these a really bad types of social Rubik's anxiety, cubes, and he's solving them in like ten seconds. Just, yeah, you see, like they could just get hyper focused. Do you know the one woman? I don't know what her name was. She just seemed very weird, and that was it. Um, short hair. She lives with her mom, and her dad, and they they like tried to role play before she went on her date. And she's like, oh, I want to marry a rich guy. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, she just seems like a weird. <laughs> she, she had the best line. She would go. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? Do you want? The... <laughs> the mom goes, do you want kids? And she goes, nope, absolutely not. And they I go, think Why? they're a waste goes, of money. They're <laughs> a waste of time and money. Right? Oh. She's so honest. But really, you would just think, like, she was one of them on the show where you yeah. would just think she was just a little off. Like, not on the spectrum at all, really. Just maybe just a weird, d different individual, whatever. But she went to, I guess, um, it was like a mixer with all people of different, with all different um, all mental right. disabilities. And there was a guy she was dancing with on the dance floor. And they took him and her and they brought her outside. And so they could have a little bit more time to talk. It was loud. And he was like full blown. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. I mean, he, I just felt like, first of all, I felt like he had... Tourette's because he didn't like he wouldn't look at her and out of nowhere he would just be like yep yeah duh. it's just very like blah in your face but like not elaborate on anything mm -hmm. so I don't know what his I don't know what he actually had but literally totally different opposite ends of the spectrum yeah <laughs> it, it's the thing is too like and I, I get shit from my wife all the time. Like she likes to watch like Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll I fucking it, love right? Grey's Anatomy. But here's the thing: whenever we watch that show, I'm always rooting for the patients to die every time. Why? Every time, just because it's so. Again, it's so produced, and the music. Like I'm gonna tell you to feel happy. Bop bop bop. And I'm gonna tell you to feel sad. Boop boop boop. Like it's, when it plays I, on I don't your like emotions, it. it's great. So I root for the patient to die every time, all the time. 
And she's oh like, what's, what's fuck's wrong with you? You're, at a, you know, you're a serial killer. You're a psycho. But this show, I'm sitting there with a grin ear to ear. I love all these people. Like, it just made me happy yes. to see these people. Yes. Like, you, you can't help but fall in love with every one of them and root for every one of them. They're mm-hmm. all so sweet. Yeah, they're just genuine individuals. First of all, we need to get back to Grey's Anatomy because Anthony is the same way as you. Only he doesn't watch it with me. Like oh, I- he'll he'll walk out of the room and be like, "Oh, you're fucking watching this shit again?" Okay, and I'm like a crier. Okay, I oh, will. God. Play the music. Play the sad music. You don't even need to say a word. The sad music just starts, and I'm tears are flowing. And he'll come like walk in and, and look in the living room, and I'm sitting there like bawling my eyes out, and he's like. Are you crying again? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, Bailey just had a this and a Meredith and this and a, oh my God, like the patient died and she lost her baby. And he's like, why are you still watching this like 19 seasons later? Aren't you over? It's the same shit every season and they just use different characters. Every episode. Like, by the be- but after the first five minutes of that episode, never if get you tired can't ru- tell me exactly what's going to happen on that episode, maybe you're on the spectrum. Like, because <laughs> it is so foreshadowing. <laughs> no. Like, within the first, at max, five minutes, you know, okay, this person's going to, and then that's how the show is going to go. And you could predict it with 90%. You guys, accuracy. you and Anthony would be best friends. It's he, so bad. He, every time he'll sit. My favorite part was when George died. Spoiler alert. Are you kidding Couldn't me? That, wait. First of all, that was like. Way beginning. Couldn't wait. Why? I was great. You didn't like him. I was just sick of the characters. Like moving along. I wanted Izzy to die. She had cancer. Like, and this, she's annoying. Get her out of I here. I like how he knows the names, but he claims he doesn't watch it. Oh no, you, I watched are you it catching with her. On to this? I watched like the first. He five totally seasons. actually really likes Grey's Anatomy. Guys, I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> I would yeah. say Christina. I thought she was great. Why would they kill her off? Well, they didn't kill her off, but you know what I mean. Okay, good. I'm happy she dies. I didn't get up to that yet. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. She didn't die. Didn't no, she didn't anything. die. She didn't die. She, to me, looks like a confused puppy. The, her, the, her expressions, the only other time she hasn't looked like that is there was a sex scene where she looked like a drown. Like if a fish could drown in water, that's what it would look like. Not when the fish comes to land and flops, but just if a fish could drown, that's what it would look I'm like. I'm not going to lie. That was so long ago for me when when... <laughs> Christina and George and Izzy were on the show so long ago because I'm literally I'm caught I'm I'm all caught up. Well, there's like 115 seasons of the show. There's yeah I think there's like 18 or something like that. But it's too many. That's I'm 18 all, too many. I'm all caught up. I'm I'm up there. So George and like Izzy and they're all faint memories to me. They really are. The, the acting was just so bad too, especially in the Some beginning. Some of them are bad. Like the main woman, the main character Meredith in the first like season. No one taught her how she to doesn't walk age. and deliver her lines. She doesn't age That's because she looks like she's fucking 180 in the first episode. She looks horrible. I don't know how old she's actually supposed to be, honestly, but she does not age at all. Like in a thousand? Like, but <laughs> she no, she's not. So but she's not. She ends up having children. Yeah, I'm sorry, she, I'm ruining this for you. She looks so old. Like from the first episode, I'm like, was she like a grandma? And she just gets older looking. I think that she doesn't age at all through all of the 18 seasons. <laughs> no. And she like when she walks it looks like she's in pain. Like No, you're right. She very, has like a very like, very dist- like it looks like she has a tampon stuff. up her ass yeah. almost. It's yeah. very distracting. <laughs> it's God. It's way too overly produced. I can't. It's so bad. When you get to the later episodes if you end up getting there, it gets so like love triangle-ish and entanglement-ish. Like there's this person sleeping with this person. This person sleeping with this person. This person's a, a half sister of this one, and this is a cousin. And this person's 
dad is marrying their girlfriend's half mom and you're like what the uh, fuck everyone is on that show has chlamydia for sure didn't that happen actually in one of the early seasons didn't everyone have the clap yes. or something yes i forgot right? from who i don't remember i think Alex i just remember everyone had, had something and <laughs> oh yeah it did it but did. it's basically you know what it's what it is to me is like it's perfect example now i'm gonna be a hypocrite i'm gonna recognize being a hypocrite here we go. We knew he liked it. No. Oh. Gossip Girl. Oh, I fucking love in, it. When I was in my last semester of college, I binged that entire show. I've watched it I five times. It. But here's why. I never really participate much in high school. So, like, to me, that <laughs> was the drama. Like, that was the it. drama. Like, I would remember hearing people. Like, I would cut class and go skateboarding. That's what I cared about. I, didn't, I hated school. Yeah. So, I would, like, you'd hear stuff from, like, you know, a teammate with a girl. Oh, then this person's dating this person and cheating on this. What the fuck are you guys talking? Like, you just didn't have that. Yeah. That mindset. Yeah, and yeah. So now I was able to get it through Gossip Girl. Now that I've gotten it, I don't need any more of it. And that that's I rewatched like, it five times. Like I'll tell my wife, I like you argue with me more when you watch the show. It's like this show feeds into your your drama meter. Does it? And then you like she'll pick, and I I catch her too. I caught her last night. I'm like, don't. I'm not. I'm not buying that. What bait. episode is she up to? I don't. She's watched the whole show twice. Oh yeah, see, good. She's too, up there. She'll much. watch it three more times probably within the next five years. No, I, wa- I think I'm due for it soon. Honestly, I'm surprised I didn't watch it over quarantine. It was this fucking close. Well, the, I ran out of things to watch over quarantine. The, the reason we, I even started watching was because, and again, this is the complete 180 dynamic. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to superhero movies. I 100% love every Marvel movie. Love it. So I was like at night, I'm like, I'm gonna watch one of these movies. Like they're great. Yeah. I can suspend belief, just turn my mind off. I'm Why in not? this world, and we're gonna beat up bad guys. Like whatever's going on. She hates them. So, Why? Because she's not fun. There's, there's some I'm really not. So fan she's of, like, a lot of them. Love she's them. like, I'm not watching those. I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I am. Like this, this is what I'm doing. So whether like leave and come. This is before we were married. So this is fucking leave. <laughs> Go for a this, this is before quarantine. This is way before quarantine. Um, it just got worse during quarantine. But um, so the deal was, all right, I'll like you. will watch one of these movies, and then I'll watch, you know, some of your stupid show. <laughs> the agreement. As soon as we watched the last Avengers movie, I'm like I'm, at, I'm out. I'm not watching any more of this bullshit. That's what she said. That's what I said. No more Grey's Anatomy. But you'll put on Gossip Girl and watch that with her. I'd watch. No, I will, I don't need to watch that again. I watched that when I was in college. No, I could watch it again. I don't know. No, I, I watched Gossip Girl. You know why Girl. I think I liked it so much? Is Which because one? Gossip Girl or Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. I think I liked it so much because I'm such a simple person. Like, I don't own anything designer at all whatsoever. Um, like, maybe Vans and Lululemon. Like, that's the only designer that I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's even a designer. Whatever. But these women just literally go into these high-end department stores or fashion designers and don't even look at a tag they're all trust fund kids no in the fucking show. shit and they just swipe their parents card and li- like they were acting like they were 27 years old well they were while they were 27 year old people i know playing 15 year olds in high school like i wish i went to high school with people that looked like, like that first of all why are you drinking a fucking martini yeah with straight your parents up with two olives 
But a gin martini, not even like vodka. Like I just feel like gin's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. You don't just fucking say, hey, yo, I want gin when you're 15 years old. I don't even think I've tried gin to this day. and I'm 27. Probably but not. yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you? I, don't, I mean, I'm not a big drinker, so unless but it's like, have you ever or, had or gin? wine, probably not. It's like an old person liquor. Yeah. But yeah, they're like literally asking for a gin martini with two olives straight up. Like I'm like, you're 15. What the fuck? I don't even know. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me, but I always like felt felt like I needed to live that. Like I live vicariously through them. I'm like, oh my God, look at it. They're going to this ball tonight and like they have this fucking dope dress and sip on their martini and like sleep with the fucking professor with it while his wife's in the other room mm-hmm. in the coat closet. And I'm like, this is so scandalous. I love this. And also I loved how the the main dude who ended up being Gossip Girl, which first fucking love season him. you figure it out. When? I didn't. First season. I First season. Figure I it out. I didn't catch on to this even a little. And, Not but at all. I love how like he's the quote unquote poor kid. Like he's got a huge loft in Brooklyn. I know. And he's the poor kid. <laughs> that like, shit costs more than the penthouse suite on the Upper East Side. clothes. Go, like what the fuck is it? It was just so dumb. Like it leather like, bat, leather backpack. Uh, like that costs $700. I, I know. I'll tell you what. He was way better in you. That was good. That was a that good was, show. That second season was fucking awesome. Honestly, I can't. I don't. I don't know if he got that skinny or if he was always that skinny. I think he was always that skinny. Was he in Gossip Girl? I just felt like he had more meat on his bones. That's because he always had all the layers for all the New York winter clothes. Yeah, I guess because when I saw him in You, I was thoroughly disgusted. Mm. I always thought he was a good-looking guy because he was also in. Um, John Tucker must die. John Tucker must die. Yo, don't move. Another one where you have 32-year-olds playing 17-year-olds. I'm like, what? No one in high school looked like that. Not even a little. I remember being in high school. Like John Tucker didn't exist ever. Like as a kid, did did you ever have that? Like in high school, got to like ninth grade, tenth grade. I'm like, how come none of us like look Look older? Like that? Because you'd watch these movies as kids, like I'm gonna look like that in high school. It's like. No, no, no. We're gonna look like that when we're thirty. The I still only don't look realistic, like that. The only realistic thing that ever related to us at all was like Disney Channel, because they actually used kids yeah. our own age. Somewhat. But like movies were totally far off. I would totally. say the, the closest thing I've seen recently, actually, tie back into superhero movies, are the newer Spider-Man. Like that fuck Tobey Maguire bullshit Spider-Man. Again, same yeah. thing. I'm just supposed to buy that he's in. No. First of all, I got all the him jizzing web out of his. <laughs> all right, I'm not gonna go down there. Jizzing web. It, Horrible. I that's such such a bad Spider-Man movie. But I actually fucking like that buy. one. Shit. It was a soap opera. Are you judging that's me? That's why. But the newest ones, they actually look like kids in high school. Okay. That's the closest I think recently yeah. I've seen uh, a movie where they're like that. Yeah, because honestly, there really weren't anything when we when we were kids. I'm telling you, nothing. You're totally right. Like John Tucker didn't exist. No. Wasn't this beautiful like Greek goddess? There was none of that in high school at all. No, we're all fucking retarded. We're all weird. We all had acne. And... No, I'm not supposed to say that word. What? What'd you say? <laughs> I said we're all retarded, but we're not supposed uh, yeah, to say that Oh, yeah, we're word. not supposed to say I that I could word. say that about myself. I 100% was. Yeah, but whatever. Still, still not <laughs> but... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but anyway, so back to he was in John Tucker Must Die, and he had, like, meat on his bones. Am I right? I don't remember if he did in that movie. He, like, wasn't a scrawny little emaciated thing. Maybe not in that movie. I literally saw his rib cage in you. Yeah, I played. The I role had a great, bigger. Like, I had a bigger arm muscle than him. Yeah, just super creepy. I maybe he lost the weight to play up the role because he had to be a creepy motherfucker. Maybe. I don't. I mean, he looked extra creepy, looking emaciated. That's all I got to say. Yeah. 
That was, Put on that was some a weight, Joe. That was, that was one where I, like, I, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon a little late. Mm-hmm. And then the first season, I was like, I don't know. It's kind of light, reminding me of Gossip Girl, like, just a lot of people bitching. But people got to kill each other, which was great. Yeah. And then the second season, I was hooked. That was that was good. Good. It's a little... Yeah. Uh, That's because she was just as fuck as crazy as him. Yeah, the whole... It wasn't like Beck, who was like a little innocent girl who wasn't crazy at all. Like the other, what was her name? I don't even know what her name was. Love. Lo- yeah, I don't know how I forgot that one. She was also gorgeous. She was, but she was just as crazy as him. Yeah. So that's why it was good. It was a good twist. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun one. Didn't see that one coming at all. And now the problem is there's nothing new. Like, think about it. Like, what, what have you seen new? Like, it's new to you, but that has come out. What like, do you mean? Oh, like new on Netflix? No movies, no shows, nothing. I'll, I'm You're balls so deep in Ozark. Right. I'm almost but, done with season three. Oh, that's going like, to end in a way that you don't see coming either. And now when I have to wait a year and a half for season four. Well, yeah, and then I watched, um, what did I watch? I watched Animal Kingdom. Have you seen that one? In the park in Disney? No. <laughs> Uh, no, it was literally just a bunch of like surfer dudes that live in California with their mom who are they brothers? They're all they're all like half brothers. They all have different dads. Okay. And they're thieves and their mom like scouts out different plots for them to go and okay. and like rob from. Whatever. It's a really good movie. Uh show, sorry. So there's season I feel like there was one through four. And five was supposed to be mm-hmm. released. I was like, oh my God. I'm, I'm like weird. I follow all the casts of all the shows that I really like on Instagram, like certain characters. And the two characters that I like in there are always posting, like, yeah, season five, season five, we're filming it, we're filming it. And then it's like, no. Nothing. Nothing. Same with like Queen of the South. Have you seen that one? Nope. Good one. You're going to like that one. It's about a woman who, who takes over the cartel and runs the cartel. In Mexico? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's get- really good. Yeah, I but again, a... a season like you were like, oh, season four is coming, season four is coming. No, it's not. I know. What the fuck? The what? The I start. I kickstarted quarantine with uh, too hot to handle. That was just I didn't too see hilarious to not watch. Oh my god, it's it's. I mean, talk about overly produced. It it's, it's one of those where it's so bad it becomes a comedy. <laughs> it's a like a reality show where there are all these gorgeous people in a house together, and they can't. They're not allowed to fuck. Or they're not allowed to do anything. They're like they can't kiss or make out. Like oh, I gotta so watch this. So there's like a hundred grand on the line, and any time they're gonna, you know, and everyone will split it at the end. But anytime anyone does anything, breaks a rule, it's like if you kiss, it's like minus what I don't know, like five hundred bucks. If oh, from you the fuck, pot. It's minus like five grand. It, like and so, it just gets smaller. They start at like a hundred grand. I think they end with like thirty. Like <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious. that's actually an amazing they're, concept. Think, Who thought of that? Yeah, but I think they're there like. You know, they're supposed to learn all these life lessons and learn about themselves, how to yeah. have meaningful relationships. I think they're all there for like a week. It's like probably. It's, it's, I mean, if it, if there there's no way. But it's it'll it'll give you a laugh. It's funny. It's Do you funny. know one of my members keeps telling me that she could see me being on the challenge. Like uh, real world. Yeah. Real world world rules challenge. Yeah. They like still the do ch- that. They still do the challenge, yeah. Okay, but um, don't you have to be on either? I, you real don't world? need to be on the real world anymore. So they oh. have the they have like the OG people who are from the real world. They don't have rules or real world anymore. No, they those don't. were. I remember those as a kid. Those were fun. Those, those were, were the so MTV much days. fun. I loved those days. Yeah. But yeah, Pre-Jersey I don't think Shore. that on the challenge you need to be a. Um, I don't think that you need to be somebody who's on the real world anymore. They do have the OG people, but now they just accept applications. 
So one of my members was like, I just feel like I could see you on the challenge, Amanda. And I'm like, I feel like I could see myself on there too. So now whenever I go on a hike or something, I'm like, this is me preparing to be on the challenge. Realistically, I don't think I would fucking make it on there. Some of the shit that they have to do, I can do that. The mental aspect of it, being in that fucking house and not being on any kind of a routine would mm-hmm. kill me. Yeah. Like, think about it. They're always drinking every night and like... Well, again, but that's... Th- the- how many hours of sleep are you realistically, get- realistically getting? Then you need to go like wrestle each other on the mud. But that's the editing part. That's the thing. They make it look a certain way when... But in reality, it's completely different. So the I know, way they I cut it know, up, I wonder what the reality of it is. I think the reality is that they're pretty much going about their normal day and then like, you know, whenever they have to shoot... Just like, all right, we're gonna shoot this, and they probably shoot like some of those challenges, like two or three in a day sometimes, to work with the shooting schedule. Because you have to remember, they're all getting paid, unless unless it's a competition setup. It is a them. competition. But all the workers, that's a union, right? True, they're working true. with SAGs. So like they they have to follow all those. Like they're not filming twenty four hours a day. Like this is so it's true. Gotta f- follow some sort of schedule, whether yeah. it's filming twelve or fourteen hours a day sometimes with film. But you're not getting the quote-unquote real version you're yeah, getting like, you're I getting def- their if version it, of if reality. it was based off of what is on tv i would never survive i think i would love to do all of the activities that they do on there but yeah. i don't know i also don't know if i would be able to go on because i wouldn't want you know my parents to see any of the ratchet shit that i do that's true like i would it would be ratchet i don't do people <laughs> use that word still because it would i don't i just can't think of any other i'm too much of an introvert to be on any of those shows I just lock myself in the room until the challenge. I would probably, well, I think that once I felt my mental health declining, that would be me. Yeah. I, when I feel overwhelmed and like I'm not getting enough sleep and I'm dehydrated and I just feel <clears throat> foggy, I totally become an introvert. And I go, I would go right into my room. But I don't know how people do that. Just constantly be on television like that all the time. This sounds exhausting. It does. Constantly doing anything all the time is exhausting. Yeah, even if you like sure. it. So that would probably suck. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing now. But I love what I do, but I'm exhausted every day. Yeah. Same. I go home and I'm within a half hour of me being home, I'm on the couch passed out. A hundred percent. It's horrible. It's a time in my life right now. I'm just hustling. It's hustle time. Oh, for sure. We gotta wrap this up. We do. Um, where can people find you on social media? Um, Instagram at Amanda Arigo, A-R-R-I-G-O. And if you want to follow the gym, on Instagram at Apex Fitness L I. And that's that. Yeah, we're going to get on uh, social media, probably just Instagram to start for the podcast. Um, if you say so, podcast. I don't have any social media. I do, but I don't go on it right now. Doesn't so count. I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah, I'm not going to plug it. Um, I think we're going to trickle these out like once a week, right? Yeah, like for sure. Maybe every, I think we say like every Wednesday we're going to release these. Yes, and then uh, day. Maybe, maybe build upon that. You got it. All right. See you next week. Later, dude.